0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: BELIEVE.
2: Hey hoopheads! we all hate ankle sprains and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance, and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code Hoopheads to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code Hoopheads to get 20% off. Welcome to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. I'm Yo Legazzo. I'm joined by John Webb Legazzo and McKay Westbrook. So on today's show, we are going to talk about and react to last night's dominant win over the Denver Nuggets. And later, uh, talk about LeBron's comments on this year's All-Star Game. And then finally, finally, on the latter end of the show, talk about Jared Dudley's new book, and his comments about the Clippers. So we'll get to those in in a bit. But uh, let's talk about the Nuggets
3: game. What did you guys think of the game? Uh, I thought it was freaking great. Um, The the first half of the game, we seemed to struggle a little bit. Uh, We've looked to a degree like we've looked the first uh, half of this season. Um, But getting into late third quarter, and through the fourth quarter, I thought we looked phenomenal. That's the energy that I've been waiting to see all season. That's the energy that we saw in the playoffs. That's the energy we saw last season from from the Lakers, and I think they finally are starting to make that breakthrough where they're figuring it out, and it's all coming together, and it just flowed so perfectly. We went on, like, two different runs last night. One, I think it was, like, a 17-0 run, and then another one like 12 and0 something like that but it was just awesome to watch. It was um, everybody was just really in rhythm. LeBron was out there killing it. I think we had seven Lakers in double in double figures um, held the the nuggets to 93 points. I think that's the first time this season that they've been held to anything under 103 yep, um, yep. so it was it was just an overall great game. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot to say about that
1: game, but I think the one word that comes to mind, guys, is resilience. That gritty, physical hustle you saw from the Lakers in the second half, it's championship caliber. Any any team in the league watching that level of tenacity have to be scared or at least have to take notice that this team, who Rob Polinka just said isn't fully vetted and who Frank Vogel Uh, says still needs tweaks is already capable of competing in playoff level games and not just competing coming back from double digit deficits so when you say energy energy you know like bring it speaking of energy i think uh major props like major
2: kudos to tht kuzma schroeder for turning up the energy in that second half. I mean, diving for 50-50 balls, mm-hmm. just the hustle, the effort that you saw from them. It's just so awesome to see. Uh, I think that um, just I think the Lakers had the most dominant half that I've seen so far this season. Um, we were down like, what, 12 points at the half? Yep. And then we just went on, like, like I said, runs and runs. And uh, by the time you know it, we were we were up by 12 and we were rolling uh, on, on them.
1: And the Louisville monster, Trez, you know, silenced many of his critics when he helped shut down Joker, who was just minted a few days before as the Western Conference Player of the Month. This is the same Joker, guys, who came off a 35-point game against the Spurs, and then a 47-point game against the Jazz. So a combination of our bigs held him to 13 points.
3: Yeah, you could see at the end of that game that he was visibly frustrated. Um, he's having an MVP caliber season, and he was just, you know, he he got made look like an amateur last night. Uh, I think we did a great job on on him. He was one of the people that I was most worried about going into this matchup just because... We don't have Dwight Howard anymore like we had in the postseason last year to to shut him down. And uh like you said, we just had so many players go off. I think um, you know, Anthony Davis needs to put himself out there a little bit more. Um, he didn't take as many shot yeah. shot attempts as I would like him to, but uh the the ball got around to the entire team and the entire team was flowing that game. And dude. I am continually impressed by THT. Yep. T-H-M-N-T. Taylin Horton, <laughs> ninja turtle.
0: <laughs> that guy
3: is dope. He is so dope. And he's going to be so good for this team. He's he's impressed me beyond anything that, that I thought he could.
0: Yeah, and,
1: and Kuzma was putting on a defensive masterclass. And Mark Gasol... Who comes into this game heavily criticized demonstrate why he's here in the first place to shut down and bang and wrestle with the joker down low and guys these are not revelations they're a continuation of what we've always touted on this show the lakers are a championship level team so all the other teams, come and get it.
2: Look, I think, I think the Lakers are on a tier on their own, you know, if you look at a pyramid, right? We're, we're at the top of the pyramid, dude. And everyone else is at the bottom. They're in different tiers. And we're, we're, we're just too, too good defensively uh, when we are focused, when we are locked in defensively, and, and, um, and we show up offensively as well. I think that um, when we are engaged on both ends of that, of the floor, then I don't think any, any team can beat us on a seven game series, dude. Yep. Um, uh, Did just want to uh, go back really quick though uh, on Anthony Davis. I know that uh, McKay, you touched on it, that he, you want to see him a little bit more focused on the game. Um, but I think that uh, I think he may, he may, he had a comment in his post game about how, you know, he's a two way player and uh he doesn't necessarily have to be uh great on the offensive end as long as he's doing everything he can on d- the defensive end and i thought he d- he showed that i thought that um he, you know he had a rough uh first half he had 3 fouls in the first half you know just we just needed a little bit more dis- defensive discipline from him but then uh, he picked it up he picked it up on the uh in the second half and he he did a really nice job of of disrupting uh Denver's offense and specifically um providing that help defense for uh against uh, Jokic.
3: Yeah, and you know maybe I should clarify a little bit. I don't think that he did particularly bad by any means. Um of course there was that early foul trouble. Um but he he actually um shot the ball well. Uh he rebounded a lot better than he did last game uh, he picked up 9 rebounds as opposed to 2 mm-hmm. uh, he had several steals a couple blocks um, some assists i i think he all around had a good um, game i just think that he is entitled to more touches you know like i sure. i think he's entitled yeah. to more than 8 shots in one game he has earned that um mm-hmm. i i really appreciate uh the the level of involvement that all of the team had in this game, um, and I mean, I I completely understand when we've got seven people who are scoring in double digits. I just still think um, on any given game, um, and in all games, that Anthony Davis should be putting up fifteen shots a night.
2: Sure, 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 and, and you know what though? I mean, the beauty of of a dominant win though is that you're able to give some of your your bench guys right uh, um, and specifically the end of the bench guys like uh, Quinn Cook uh, some playing time and like I like we've said before in the, on the show those those minutes are pretty important especially given the fact that you know uh, we, like we talked about in a previous pod pod Lakers rarely have practices this season so th- those minutes will f- I think will f- will help further refine this team into the team that they need to be uh, and uh, that we need them to be come playoff time all right guys let's let's go ahead and take our first break here and when we come back we'll talk about lebron's comments on uh, the all-star game so stay tuned and we'll talk to you soon
3: hey guys this is mckay with the hashtag laker podcast i wanted to talk to you about jersey bird your number one custom jersey shop They've got high quality, low priced jerseys for you, your family, and friends. The folks at Jersey Bird are really dedicated to bringing you the very best jerseys with a focus on dependability, durability, and customer satisfaction. They've even got custom Kobe and LeBron high school jerseys for you to enjoy. So don't show up to your buddy's watch party looking like a bum. Hop on JerseyBirdOfficial.com, take a look at their selection, and use promo code Lakers to get 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code Lakers to get 10% off your order at JerseyBirdOfficial.com.
2: Welcome back to the hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm here with John Webb and McKay, uh, guys. So LeBron James said that he has zero energy and zero excitement about flying to Atlanta in a pandemic for the All Star game. You also have to note that that uh, this is a short that we had a short off season. There were 72 days between the the games, Game Six of the Finals and the start of the regular season. This is these uh, you know his full quote. I have zero energy and zero excitement about the all-star game this year. I don't even understand why we're having an all-star game, but it's an agreement that the players association and the league came about. He said that he was uh, also looking to a five, looking forward to a five day break in March after the, 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 the short and off season, and believes it isn't wise. Uh, it wasn't a wise decision during the pandemic either. Um, But he said, you know, I'll be there physically, but not mentally. So, what do you guys think uh, about his comments?
1: I have to agree with LeBron. It doesn't make sense to hold an all star game given the pandemic and the fact that fans are going to be limited. That's the entire point. However, I point to what the National Football League has done with their Pro Bowl as a model for this, right? Players don't have to buy into this extra risk, but can go all out during an NBA 2K stream. And I hope Ronnie 2K is listening. You can have a virtual all-star game and it can be as inclusive as you want with super fans and fanatics out there.
3: Uh, I, I'm i actually of the exact opposite uh, sentiment. I, you know, I, I look at things like this and, I understand the shortened season is going to take a toll on your body. I understand that there was a shortened off season and that's difficult, but I, I think to the degree that LeBron has taken it is a little overdramatic. They still had two months in between seasons, um, which is plenty of time to rest. I I think it gives less chance of getting physically out of shape when there's a short shorter off season. Um, to my knowledge, they weren't particularly nursing any kind of major injury. Um, and I, I think it's a little bit of a cop-out to be honest. Um, you look at everybody else in, in the United States who works 50 week years. Um, and I, I'm not trying to say that, that, their type of work is anything easy. Um, I absolutely acknowledge that it's something difficult, but I feel like when it's your season to work, it's your season to work you You have days off, you have um, you know that that break in March you had two months between seasons like it, it it's time to get to work the this the business of the m b a I feel like, is entertainment. Um, whether or not there are going to be fans there for the All-Star game, I feel like it's their job to um, keep that ent- entertainment there. Everybody wants to see all the best players in the league come together. And you want to the what the, the All-Star game isn't about LeBron. It's about all the best players in the league. You look at... Um, There's a lot of these new upcoming stars in the league who haven't been to an All-Star game, um, who this is their first All-Star game or second All-Star game, and this is still a big deal for them. LeBron James has been in the league 17 years and has just about as many All-Star games under his belt. Um, I understand it might not be such a big deal to you, but it's still a big deal to a lot of the fans, even though we have to be at home. It's a big deal to a lot of these players who have worked so hard to earn that. And I think this is one of the, those things where you, you know, you keep quiet, you go take care of business. The All Star game isn't a crazy competitive thing either way, it's an exhibition game. Just go out there and play.
2: I don't know, man. Last year's competition All Star game was pretty competitive. I mean, it came down to the wire, remember?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, no. It it can get, get competitive. I I guess so my my thoughts on this can be summed up in what would Kobe say. If this was Kobe, would he have that take on it? Absolutely not. And you know, I'm kind
1: of I'm kind of coming into this a little bit differently, right? Because we know as fans that the NBA All-Star game is there to generate revenue. Absolutely. For the NBA, absolutely, it's, it's, that's that's what it's there for, um, and the players get paid. You know, the 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 winning players get paid a, a certain amount, and the the losing players get paid a certain amount to participate. But what I think he's saying is, given the situation that's going on globally right now with the pandemic, it's not worth it, right? And obviously, the NBA and the uh, NBA Players Association is going to have um, you know it's not going to like that because that's how they make their money and that's what generates the revenue for us to to continue watching the games and for all these uh, team owners to have the money to for these superstars to be on their team. So yeah. I think as a player he's thinking about it as will it be worth it for me to participate paid in this game where I have the extra risk of, you know, catching COVID, which NBA players do get, we've, we've seen that already. The effect that COVID has had on the games is this extra game, you know, three day, three day weekend.
3: Is this risk going to jeopardize the rest of the season? Yeah. And I, I understand that. I understand the, the situation, um, the NBA goes to great lengths to ensure that they're well tested, that the people who are participating in the games don't have COVID. So the, the chances of them getting it, you know, they've got the, the a personal team charter that'll get them there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's right. these outside activities that they, you know, may or may not choose to uh, participate in, you know, that's, completely on them um whether they they do or don't but i i completely agree with you you know this is this is business um and when it comes down to it uh this this is their job you know there's going to be hard parts to everybody's job there's going to be certain things that you um don't like about about your job but um you just have to kind of buckle down on some of these things and i think uh perspective is a lot of it you know um, you can go into it thinking one thing or, or thinking another. Um, there's differing opinions on what is worth it, what isn't worth it. Um, if we decided to go ahead and and go forward with the NBA, I don't think we should really pick and choose um, what what parts of it we want in and and what not. You know, I I mean, it's that's kind of. Uh, pandora's box a little bit um uh, people are gonna have different different opinions on that but um yeah, i and- I've always love the all-star game and, and right. so that, that, that's probably why it rubs me a little bit wrong
1: yeah and that's that's what i'm saying too is because i love the all-star game i want them to play it but i could understand his perspective and if other teams could have courtside karens you know screaming at lebron why can't the staples center have courtside karens I don't I'm, know. It's just I'm all
3: I'm all in for L.A. Uh, courtside Karens. <laughs> you guys
2: are ridiculous.
3: I'll go be an, an L.A. courtside Karen. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. <laughs> no,
2: I mean I I think I um I understand uh you know your points you know both of your points. I mean I would absolutely enjoy another game um with the best of the best playing each other as a basketball fan, right? But as a Lakers fan. You know, I'm a little skeptical how, on how because I, I'm not sure how this is going to help our ultimate goal. Obviously, you know the uh, the, the All Star game isn't uh, um, all about you know how, how about the Lakers or, or uh, um, all about trying to fulfill the, the the Lakers' ultimate goal of winning the it 18th, is. 18th, it 18th is. championship. It is. Is it? Is it? <laughs> 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 but um, I don't know. It might even harm. It might even harm LeBron and AD um, because they won't be able to take a break, you know. Because well, what? It's two days after our our uh, uh, last game that's scheduled is when this All Star game is supposedly uh, to be to happen.
3: You all know what I'm all in favor of is if LeBron is really against it he can give up his, his all-star seat, you know, to somebody else. He's not going to do that. No, he's absolutely (laughs) not going to do that. But I, you know, if he's that opposed to it, then I would be all for that. You know, we have all the time, um, replacement all-stars who come in and play for these injured players, you know, and if LeBron's feelings on the matter are that injured, then he can, (laughs) you know, he can sit out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what
2: happens. I mean, we have like a month left until, um, I don't know. When, when does uh, um, the, the all-star voting end? I think sometime this, the end of this month, but uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what AD and LeBron decide to do there. Um, but all right, let's, let's go ahead and take our, our last break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about Jared Dudley and his new book and his comments about a certain someone in the Clippers. So stay tuned, guys, and we'll talk to you guys in a minute.
0: Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening
2: to this episode of Hashtag Lakers. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Including Cavalier Central, Risen Grind, Nuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. Also, don't miss our coaching-focused podcasts: Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, The CoachMaze.com Podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, The Hoopheads Podcast,
0: hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game from grassroots. the NBA
2: hey guys let me tell you about these delicious protein bars they're called built bars ever heard of them the typical protein bar is dense gritty and difficult to chew not built bar though the texture is light and fluffy and it's covered in perfectly tempered a hundred percent pure dark chicken With each bite you take, you will think you are cheating on your diet, indulging on a chocolate dessert. We think you'll agree, there isn't a more delicious way to get your protein. Built Bar is the favorite protein bar of many fitness trainers and fitness enthusiasts alike. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream. It's like eating a candy bar. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to buildbar.com and use promo code LAKERPOD to get 10% off your order. That's promo code LAKERPOD to get 10% off your order at buildbar.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm here with McKay and John Webb, uh, guys. Let's talk about the new book Jared Dudley published. Uh, if you guys don't know, there's a new book out. It's available on Amazon. It's called Inside the Bubble: A Championship Season Under Quarantine. Obviously, he had a lot of th- to say about uh, his time in the bubble, and I, honestly, I haven't I haven't read the book. I don't have it. Uh, I just have snippets of it from what's been reported. But here's what he had to say about a particular team in the bubble uh, that claims to be the basketball team in LA. (laughs) So he says, uh, we don't, we don't talk to people on the, on other teams. As far as we're concerned, our squad is the only squad. We know that there are some real feelings regarding the Clippers. It's more than just battle for LA stuff, though. That's part of it. Every day when we were on the outside, We were all driving past billboards with Kawhi Leonard wearing a crown in our city. We didn't like that. We hear some of those guys talking about how they're the team to beat in LA. It's fine. If Kawhi says stuff like that, he's defending a championship. We don't trip. If someone like Patrick Beverly is talking trash, that's how he feeds his family. We get it. We respect the hustle, but we think it's disrespectful for Paul George who hasn't won to put himself on a level of braun and ad this motivates us when we see those guys around the compound we don't really kick it with them the one exception of course is markeith whose twin brother marcus is on the clippers this probably keeps tensions from boiling over so it sounds like like he's keeping some sort of diary and then he, he published this book afterward so You know, I want to get your thoughts on Dudley's comment here on the Clippers and particularly on on Paul George.
1: Yeah, let's be clear. People who take offense to what Jared Dudley wrote in his book have never won anything. This is winning 101. This is Michael Jordan 101. This is Kobe Bryant, Mamba Mentality 101. You take whatever sets you off and you channel that into motivation. It's not personal. It's not even about Paul George. It's about the emotion that billboard evoked and that trash talking evoked and how last year's team channeled that into extra motivation in
3: the bubble to win a championship. People are getting offended by it because Jared Dudley is dropping truth bombs. Um, the truth cuts to the core. The, yeah, the truth cuts straight to the core. Um, Paul George, you know, if he, if he feels like, I mean, I, I completely understand that the Clippers are a good team. They are not the best team. They are not even the best team in LA. Uh, we went and we proved that's, that in the bubble. And, um, team. you know, that's definitely an entitled pers- personality. If, if Paul George thinks he can put himself on the level of LeBron and 80, you know, it, you, If you're going to talk, you got to be able to back it up. I mean, it they reminds it. me of
1: the last dance, you know, when, when Michael Jordan was talking about maybe getting some criticism for how he was pushing his teammates. And, you know, he was being called a tyrant. And he said, well, that's you because you never won anything. And, and that's he's talking about the motivation it takes every year, year in, year out, for every game to get to a championship. And Paul George doesn't understand that, so you shouldn't be talking about it. Look, look,
2: this is all like in retrospect, right? This is Jared Dudley in retros- retrospect, be- after winning a championship. I, I love this, you know. I love the trash talk, um, and, and people outside Laker Nation, you know, we saw it, are discrediting, uh, like we said, uh, that this is from, you know, this is coming from a guy, and of the bench guy who blabbers his mouth without putting, you know, any significant contribution on the court. That's, you know, one tweet I read in response to this was that, uh, um, you know, his new book has more pages than he played uh, in the postseason last year. You know, they're just trying to discredit what, what, what Jerry Dudley uh, said due to what, you know, type of contribution that he played on the court. But the thing is, and people forget, look, And we talked about this on, on, on different, on, on other uh, uh, pods. Jared Dudley is our goo guy. He's our culture guy. What he does for this team in terms of of chemistry in the locker room can arguably be compared to what, you know, KCP Schroeder, Trez and other role players do on the court for us. He's an essential piece to the puzzle and, and uh, you know he he was he was an essential piece to our championship run as well.
3: You know he I think he's uh, the New Age Robert Sacre and then some. He's uh,
1: Ronnie Turia. Yeah, that's right. He's the Ronnie Mark Madsen.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> he he. Uh, but he serves as a coach figure as well. You know he's got so much experience in this league. He's been through it all. Um, I think that in itself is invaluable. Um, this is coming from people who purely look at stat sheets. You know, they don't look at the game. They don't know what things are, are involved. Um, they forget that, that coaching is, is a huge part of it. They, they look straight at who put up the most numbers. And, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe Jared Dudley... Didn't have the biggest contribution uh, to that that championship win, but at the end of the day, he got a ring, and no other team in the NBA can walk out and say say that they they got one. You know, I would rather have him on our bench than have Kawhi Leonard or Paul George on our team and us not get the the ring. And it's all about valuation, right? Every championship team has had a glue
1: guy, and Jared Dudley is a glue guy. Duds, guys, duds. That's right, man. That's right. Um, guys, you know, we're we're kind
2: of running out of time here. Let's go, let's but I, I love this discussion. I want to continue it some more. Maybe we can later on in another pod. Um, but before we do end our show, and we have only a couple minutes here. What are your predictions on these next couple days? You know, we have the Pistons, and then we have uh, uh, two—you know—we have the Thunder, two games in a row. Um, So, just really quick,
3: what do you think of these games? Um, Like, like any and all games, we we've already declared it we're the the best team in the league, and and we shouldn't uh, lose to anyone or be intimidated by anyone. Uh, Watch us lose all three of these. Come on, McKay. Yeah, (laughs) what? that, that being said, you know the Thunder. They they've been doing better this year than I thought that they would. Um, they're not a particularly good team, but they're definitely better than they are. Um, I I'm not too concerned about them or or the the Pistons. Uh, Jeremy Grant. I'm I'm super happy for him that he's been having a breakout year and he's playing all-star status um for sure but the the the, the, the pistons as a whole sad for for Jeremy Grant's win loss record great for his um personal coming out um Gilgis Alexander has been playing great for the thunder um I'm super happy for him as well the thunder aren't an incredibly Good team, better than I thought, but not good. These, in my mind, if we can continue the energy from the last game, should be easy wins.
1: Yeah, and that's that's really what I'm looking for is consistency because coming out of this Denver game, the coaching sh- staff, in my mind, should be using the same rotations from the last few games and trying to just, just briefly tweak those uh, on the rotations, but get some sort of consistency. The Pistons will be coming off a uh, back-to-back and traveling from Phoenix to Los Angeles. So we want to be able to contain Griffin and what McKay was saying, Jeremy Grant. Um, last time, we didn't defend beyond the arc very well against them. And for some reason, every time we get lit up by past Lakers, and you know, <laughs> Ellington <laughs> is always lighting us up um, when he's not on our team. So we need to contain him. And like McKay said, you know, SGA is always a problem. So if we can shut him down, then it gives us an advantage against the rest of the Thunder.
2: Um, I think as long as we, we show up with energy and not play through emotions, I think we'll win these. Uh, you know, these teams will always show up against the Lakers, like we already seen on our first bout against the Pistons. So, um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with these games. All right, guys. Um, I think that does it for today. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod, subscribe and give us a five-star review on Apple podcast and follow us wherever else you listen to your podcast. We'd appreciate the follow and all the reviews. It'll help us continue to produce this show. We're also on Instagram at Lakers daily scoop. With that said, have a great day root for the Lakers and we'll talk to you guys next time. This
0: game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling.